go. All right, welcome and I am so thrilled to have you join us. My name is Amber Griffiths and I'm the maker of legends. Yes, really. And it is that time again. So grab your legend pack, crank that speaker to 11. Welcome to legend. This is the Get Real, Get Loud with Purpose podcast, a series of conversations that explore the dreams and visions of individuals who understand they're creating something greater than themselves, who have the stories to prove it. And each of our guests have chosen to leap into speaking and owning their voice. And they're here to share that with each of you. Today, we are speaking with Yvonne McCoy. Yvonne, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to be here and I'm so excited that you're talking about legends and, and, you know, part of what I talk about is legacy. And um, I think, you know, the misunderstanding is that you actually make your legacy every day. It's not, it's not something that you wake up, you know, and one day it's like, Oh, I'm going to make a legacy. (laughs) You You know, it's, it's not, it's not, I mean, it's not, that a building or a bridge or something is named after you. That's not, you know, that's not really your legacy, you know? Right. I absolutely agree. I know when I first started doing this legend work, people were like, well, but you have to be dead to be a legend. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. We do this every day. And the really great part about it is that legends aren't made on their own. That's not how it works. So I love this collaborative effort where we get to celebrate the process. We get to work together every single step and, and affect and impact our legacy and becoming legend every single day. It's not like you can get to the end and go, oh, dang it. I was going to do that. And I guess I won't now <laughs> because it is something you get to build and create every single mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. So Yvonne, I wanted to make sure that we're very, very clear right from the very, very beginning. Tell us who you are, what you do, and who you serve. So as in legacy that changes, um, you know, with COVID, a lot of what I did changed, you know, because I've actually been in the business for a while um, and I did more organizational executive coaching. But um, I said, I think this is the way old people tell stories. But in March of 2020, (laughs) I found myself in the hospital for five days. And when I came out, I had no business. I didn't have COVID. Um, I had my own thing. Right. Um, and it was kind of like, I have to, you know, that thing that we say, I have to start over. And I'm like, I don't have to start over. I'm actually continuing on. What is it I really want to do? You know, that kind of, you know, I'm starting at zero, you know, what do I really want to do? And so that's when I kind of started thinking about legacy. Um, because I think that we're so busy doing, you know, checking things off our list. I mean, one of the things that I got very interested in was, what is productivity? And I found that productivity actually started in the late 1700s and it was bushels per acre. It was an agricultural concept. How many, you know, how rich was your farming kind of? And then in the 1800s, it was widgets per hour in the industrial. And that's why we like to check things off the list. How many things did I get done this hour? But we are in an informational society. We get paid to think. And you can't say, I'm going to come up with five fabulous ideas today. So you have to learn to be effective. And I think probably legacy is one of the strongest ways to be effective. I mean, I always ask my clients. My clients are women or heartfelt entrepreneurs, whether it's speaking or coaches, um, that 
want to scale their business. They may be at their first six figures and trying to move on to the next six figures. And there's certain challenges that come with being an entrepreneur that you don't know when you start out. But one of the things about legacy is this whole thing is a journey. And, you know, like I shared to you before, I always thought if I did step A, step B, step, you know, like that, I would end up in the right place. But life, the one constant in life is change. We are in constant change. And so the skill that you really need is to know where you want to end up and how to adjust and self-correct to get there. All right. Absolutely. And your legacy does that for you. It When you're feeling down, you know, like, do I make a difference? It's like, yes, I have this that, that I need to get out there. It makes a difference when you're making a decision so that you can make faster and bolder decisions. Well, you know, if I have two choices, which one of these is going to get me to my legacy or to my dead reckoning? And that's what I call it in my course. So it it really made me start thinking about things and about productivity and how we we actually get into our own way. So when I work with coaches, I mean, I have an MBA um, in finance and accounting, and I've worked in a lot of different businesses. So I have a lot of business um, experience. But I think my life experiences are just as helpful because I've been there. I've been the one that says, you know, why am I not different than somebody else? I mean, I'm teaching the same thing they're teaching. How could, you know, why, why would they come to me? You know, that question. And some of those mind questions you have to resolve before you can feel confident. And sometimes it's that really silly exercise that says, take a print of your thumbprint and put it on your computer because your thumbprint is different <laughs> than everybody else, you know, or, or it could be something like, you know, there are certain universal truths in the world. Water is wet. But what we do with it differs. I could be a health coach and tell you, you have to drink so much water. I could be a swimming coach and tell you, you know, you need to shave your body so you have less friction. <laughs> I could be, you know, something that with housing that you have to waterproof your house. So, you know, within that universal truth, there are lots of different things and not everybody's going to relate to you. Only your people, the more specific you are and more confident you are in who you are. Those are the people that will come to you. So I've been through all those kinds of things, right? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, one of the things I believe is if you can't remember it, you can't use it. And even if you do use it and it doesn't work, then it's not for you. Just because somebody gives you a tool doesn't mean it has to be the right tool for you. And there's nothing wrong with you if it isn't. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is so, Yvonne, this is so part of why I wanted you to come on here and speak because it you are speaking my language. I mean, we're doing we're using different words, but you are speaking my language. Universal truth. That <laughs> universal truth. You get to show up as who you are at your core, and mm -hmm. that is your greatest differentiator. You know, you talked about this linear first I do this, then I do this, and then I do this. And what I've noticed in doing this for 20 years is we really are more of a constellation process people if we realize that it's not even just slightly off to the left it's all around in all directions and that is what makes us so so unique and so fabulous it it makes that experience so much more powerful that way well it's funny because i use a lot of food you know examples because i did health coaching for a while too um 
And, you know, when I was losing weight, because it was a way for me to be accountable. It's like I couldn't, I, you know, I had a blog talk radio show for like three years. So it was like I couldn't go on and talk about something that I wasn't doing, you know, and it kind of kind of kept me accountable. You know, they say your your mess is your message. Right. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that that I found really helpful was the example of if I give you five ingredients we can call, come up with different recipes, even if we're making the same recipes, just because our taste is different. I might want, I might want mine spicier than you want yours or whatever, but yeah. you know, I give you some flour, some milk and some eggs and you add your own whatever. And you know, you got pancakes, you got cakes, you got muffins, you got, you know, all Absolutely. kinds of things. Right. And so that's the kind of the constellation thing. What can you bring in? Right. And, and the tough part is, not only what can I bring in, but what can I leave out? Oh, that's good. Why do I get to leave behind? Why well, do I get to stop dragging? <laughs> right. So, so, so there were the things that there are the things, and and you know what? And a lot of it is, I mean, we're building businesses, and so there there are definitely business concepts. I mean, just like weight loss, you have to make more money than you spend to have a profit. You have to. Spend burn more calories than you eat to lose weight. I mean, those are like the universal kinds of things. The thing that people don't talk to you about, and this is kind of like a new thing that I'm getting into about leadership, everyday leadership and everyday legacy, is that as entrepreneurs, there's like, uh, there are actually five levels of leadership. But the first one is personal leadership, your personal management, that it's projects, that it's people, then it's organizations. I forgot the fifth one. But anyway, as entrepreneurs, we dive into the projects. We have got such a strong project muscle because we need to get things done. We need to get it out. But in order to grow, we need to strengthen our personal leadership because that's what's going to help us to lead people. Oh, absolutely. That absolutely. We that we need to grow. And so a lot of a lot of the things between people who make it and people who don't really has a lot to do with mindset and and being resilient and and having values that other people will buy into. So, you know, right. the other hot topic this week for me is is delegation. And a lot of entrepreneurs. So so the first part is the first challenge entrepreneurs have is that you know, they're in business, they're doing their thing, and maybe they have family and friends that are helping them, but it's basically them. So the first step to growth is that you have to be able to put in some procedures and some systems and to document stuff, and you have to learn how to delegate. And for a lot of people, it's just, you know, put the round peg in the round hole, just do what I tell you to do, which is not delegation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> delegation is, you know, and, and that's why people have this, this thing about, I could have done it myself faster, or I want somebody just like me, right? Which is the worst thing that you want. You don't want anybody else like you. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I can hear this from like all, almost all my women clients. I could have done it myself. Um, I want somebody to do what I tell them to do, but you don't. You're investing in somebody who's going to invest in your business with you. So you're training them. And so you don't want them to be like you. You want them to compliment you and do things better than some of the things that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. Oh, certainly. Certainly. I you tell them, don't, you don't want a second you. That's an echo chamber. Right. That's a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> it, it makes you doubly strong and doubly weak. 
all your strengths yeah. are in one place and all your weaknesses are very much in the same, you know. So that's that's probably the first number one is that you don't want to document, you don't want to organize, you don't want to see yourself as a business. And and in that in that bucket kind of is the beginning of strategic thinking, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That I am a business owner, that I, you know, need to think long term. And that's where your, you know, your dead reckoning comes into where do I want my company to be down the road? Right. 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 The second to what thing, end? What are my results? Yeah. The second thing is because you have to delegate, you now have staff, even if you're just subcontracting, you know, you've got somebody. And so the question becomes, I'm an entrepreneur because I didn't want to have a boss. Now I have to be a boss. Right. And, I've heard that one. <laughs> and so it's like you're losing your community because you have to stop being part of, of us. And it has to be, you know, so that learning how to do that in an enlightened way. Okay. Right. And that's, again, where productivity, the history of productivity comes in, because there was a time when you just told somebody to do something, and that was being a manager. If you want good people, you have to, you know, invest in them and see what their strengths are, see what they want, right? Mm -hmm. and make it okay for them to come up with their ideas to make things better, even if it's not the way that you do it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. What they're bringing to the table is so is so yeah. unique and different than what you have. For all you know, they've got something ten times better than what you did. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, and so, you know, the 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 challenge is that a lot of times, really inspired people bring in people who are really inspired. But then they micromanage them down to mediocrity. <laughs> they so micromanage them that, 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 that the people are afraid to do anything. And then they're like, they never do anything. Right, right. Which is not fulfilling, not no, helpful. It's not, not for them yeah. and not for no. you. Yeah. you know? and, so, and, and so I think it's really important that you hire for people's values and what their goals are. Um, I had a client that had somebody that they they were in accounting and they wanted them to learn all this accounting and they thought they were going to be great and stuff. Turned out she had a background, her background was in theater. And so the whole idea, I mean, they, they, she was a friend of the family. She graduated, yeah. she did a job, you know. But, you know, the whole idea of learning accounting to me looked like, you know, this is the death of her dream. Why would she ever right. want to do this, right? <laughs> so... And then there comes a time when you need to be able to bring in people that really have expertise, you know, so that you can really. And so those are those are, you know, and like I said, I think when you hire for values, you know, that are going to help you get to what your end result is, you know, that you can brainstorm with, that you can value them for what they can bring to the organization, not just right. not just as from expertise, but as people. Right, as human beings. I absolutely, I love that. I think, you know, you talked about um, the productivity and the things and the checking stuff off. I think one of the things that I'm noticing more and more is people aren't buying stuff. They don't wanna buy stuff and things. They are investing in an experience. They're mm -hmm. investing in a cause, in a movement, in something that they mm -hmm. totally believe in. So when you're hiring according to value system, not because you're all vegetarians and you all get up at eight o'clock and do this and this and this, but if everybody rallies around the same value, your company is going to soar. It's going to be so much easier to attack each new challenge and new prospect because you're all going at it from totally different backgrounds with, but with the same value in mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I absolutely I love it. When when I started business, I won't even tell you how many decades ago. Um, <laughs> my, my tagline was, "Life is a journey. Learn to navigate." because that was the first time that, you know, I really came up against the thing about it's not a straight line, you know, you know, it's not, it's not a formula and that's okay. That's, that's what gives you the variety and the, um, you know, and the secret sauce, right. That, that, that comes about. And, you know, and it, even if we talk about something as simple as what am I going to, if my strategy is going to be, I'm going to be on social media, but what am I going to talk about? I mean, this was a really hard one for me. I mean, I really struggled with this and I'm like, I don't want to show pictures of the meal I had. I don't want to show, do you know, I mean, I'm not into that kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> finally, I mean, you don't know how many people it took to get me to the point that I'm on, you know, that I'm on social media now. But they were like, okay, think of this as having five pillars. You know, you have your business. What else are you interested in? And I said, well, obviously I'm interested in health and weight loss. Okay, what else are you interested in? Well, I'm interested in my family. Well, what else are you interested in? I said, well, I guess I'm interested in my dog, right? And then what else? And I said, well, humor. Humor is really important to me. I have to, you know, I I copy, I, you know, I, I DVR all the late night shows so I can watch the monologues during the day. Yes. Yes, right there with you. So it's like, that gives me something to talk about. I mean, I still talk about mainly about business, sure. but I bring that back to something else. Like, you know, I had a post that said, why is dog training like marketing? You know, that kind of thing. You know, I, I posted yeah. this, uh, an article about this physicist who um, I saw in an interview and they said, people always say to me, you know, I've been captured by aliens. And I say to them, did you bother to steal something? Which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> you know, it's like, here's this man with like this huge intelligence, but a huge sense of humor, do you know? I love it. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of sense of humor, I watched your blooper reel and <laughs> laughed out loud. Out loud. It is clear that sense of humor is one of your values. Well, it's one of those you. things. I mean, I, I looked at that and went, okay. We're going to get along great because whatever else is happening, we can laugh through this. Whatever else hits the fan and goes sideways, we can laugh through this. Well, it's going to be great. I, you know, I like to laugh at myself and I always say to my clients, I probably will poke at you and laugh at you, but I hope you'll learn to laugh along too, because, you know, it's failure isn't fatal unless it is, do you know? Right. I mean, if you're still right. alive, you got all your limbs, your fingers, your toes. You know, there's got to be something that's really funny about this. I mean, it may take you a while to figure it out, you know, and, and I laugh at myself all the time. It's kind of like, you know, when, when things go wrong, you know, one of my favorite savings sayings from losing weight is it doesn't matter how many times you fall down. It only matters how many times you get up and how fast I added the how fast, fast. because if you start your diet again Mm -hmm. in a year, it's going to take you forever. But if you can start it at the next meal, go back to it in the next meal, you're good. And so it's like, like it. you know, when things go horribly wrong and they will, if you're trying to do new things, right. right? Yes. Um, yes. I give myself a certain amount of time to have a pity party, you know, and I mope <laughs> around and I, you know, and I, and I say to people, don't bother me. I'm having a pity party. I'll be back. You know, I'll be, I'm, I'm coming back at six o'clock tonight or, you know, first thing tomorrow morning. Um, and everybody laughs like, that's crazy. Who does that? Do you know? But if you can schedule the pity parties, I, uh, 
Yvonne, in the short time that we have left, I want to make sure I ask you about the one change. You talk about one specific change, and I don't know if that's the same for everyone or if it's a focus that we can all implement into our lives. So tell us a little bit what that one change is. The one small change, and it's kind of like, you know, the Lord of the Rings, it's the ring that rules them all, kind of. Um, <laughs> the one small change is your dead reckoning. When you can figure out what your dead reckoning is, and it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be, you just have to be going in the direction. So you're not looking for perfection. You're looking for progress. You're not looking for, you know, the, the final destination. But the thing with it is, in all areas of your life, it keeps you focused that you're going where you're going. You can go really fast, but if you're going in the wrong direction or you don't know where you're going, it's to naught. So that's what the one small change is. And it changes. So, you know, when I first started, you know, the first the first time I experienced it without actually thinking about it was this whole thing about being a good grandmother. I want to be remembered as being a good grandmother. Right. And that's what got me through the ups and downs of losing weight. And I was like, that was really powerful. What would happen if I put that into my business? What do I want to accomplish? Right. And so it was I want to, you know, I want to help heartfelt entrepreneurs feel comfortable in building a business that they love that's profitable, right? And use what I've learned to help them overcome the challenges so that they can shine, right? Um, and that has changed. I mean, you know, first it was, I just wanted to have a, you know, a good business that I love. Then it was like, I've discovered speaking. I've always wanted to speak and I've never done it. Now I'm adding, you know, through speaking. And then, you know, now I'm actually thinking about, do I want to license, put something together and license it so it'll be here when I stop doing stuff? So you're, 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 you're going in the same direction, but it's getting bigger. You know that oh your goodness. impact is going to be bigger. I love that. I love the opportunity to adjust it. You know, yeah. you can have these really great plans. and But the vision I set out for myself 20 years ago is not the vision I currently have. Yvonne, I want to thank you so much for joining us. There have been plenty of brilliant items dropped throughout. So I hope at least one of them has found its way into your heart and inspires you to take action today. So until I get to speak with you again, be safe and rock on. <laughs>